Well, today we are thinking about the ascension and looking at the very end of Jesus's bodily ministry here on earth. Jesus has been crucified, he's now risen, and he appears to his followers. Uh, and we're going to jump back into the story in Luke 24, beginning uh, at verse 36. So Jesus himself stood among them and he said, peace be with you. We're just going to pause there for a minute. I, I wanted to start here in verse 36 because this really sets our context. You know, this was Jesus's message over and over and over to those first disciples. And it's his message to us today. Peace be with you. I remember a few years back, my wife Charlotte and I went through a season where it just seemed like everything uh, was trauma. In, in our family, we experienced bereavement and separation and the threat of terminal illness. And in the midst of it, we were moving house and we were changing jobs. And, and it just seemed like everything was crashing around us. But somehow in that season, we experienced peace. And to be honest, it's not an easy thing to talk about because, because it doesn't really make sense. But it is our experience that in Jesus, there was a peace that went beyond our understanding. You know, things didn't magically change or they didn't always work out the way we wanted them to. But somehow, the love of God pierced through our circumstances and lifted our eyes off of ourselves and our troubles, and we were able to look up to Jesus. And our experience was peace. This may be a very real time of trauma for you, of fear, of uncertainty about the future, of sickness and of loss. And Jesus says, peace be with you. Peace in the big things and peace in the little things. You know, peace when everything seems to be crashing around you. And peace when you're just fed up. <laughs> you know, peace when you just want to go out like you used to. Peace when you don't even really know why, but you are just so grumpy. Uh, has anyone else experienced the lockdown grump uh, over the last few weeks? Yeah? You know, I, I'm with you. I know what it feels like. But Jesus is here. And he says, peace be with you. And let's get back into, into Luke. Uh, we're going to jump down to verse 45. So then Jesus opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Christ will suffer from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted his hands and he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you are with us now. Thank you that your message to us is one of peace. 
Thank you for your word. And I pray that uh, just like those first disciples, you would open our minds now to what you have to say to us. Encourage us, empower us for your glory. Amen. Amen. So we've been following uh, the narrative of Jesus's life and ministry here on earth, all the way up to his death and resurrection and these various appearances that he made to his followers. And, um, you know, Jesus's work had been to preach and to demonstrate the kingdom of God, a kingdom of peace and of healing and of love. And the ascension of Jesus into heaven marks the beginning of an incredible transitional moment in history, a moment of succession where Jesus begins to pass the baton to his church. Yeah, Luke famously records this moment a second time in the first chapter of Acts. Uh, wait, Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. You know, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit and then he's literally taken up from their sight into a cloud. You know, Luke records that uh, the disciples were left looking up intently into the sky. It's an amazing image that echoes uh, the prophet Daniel, who saw a vision of, of one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. You know, Daniel goes on uh, to say of this son of man that he was given authority, glory, sovereign power. All peoples uh, and nations, men of every language worshipped him and his dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. You know, the ascension points to how Jesus is now enthroned. The legendary son of man vindicated after his suffering and now sharing in God's peaceful rule over the world. Uh, and it sets up the story of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the, the birth of the church. A story, our story, about Jesus leading his people by the power of the Holy Spirit to go out into the world on a mission to invite all nations to live in the peace and love of his rule. Yeah, the ascension shines a light on, on who we are and what we're called to do. So how are you feeling about that today? In, in week eight or, or nine or whatever it is of lockdown 2020, you know, have you taken hold of the baton? Do you feel empowered to be Jesus's witness? Or, or do you feel like the world is crashing around you and dragging your gaze down. Well, the ascension invites us to look up, to lift our eyes and to change 
our perspective. I love the final summary of Jesus' teaching that Luke gives us in chapter 24, just before Jesus ascends. And I want to quickly just draw two things out for us to take away this week to help us to lift our eyes. Because Jesus wants to leave us just like those first disciples looking up. So first, look up, receive his pardon. How often do we disqualify ourselves before we even begin? Take ourselves out of the race because we feel guilty about not measuring up, you know, guilty about messing up, uh, about not being the, the person we feel we should be, or, or doing the things that we know we ought to. I remember eight weeks ago, at the beginning of lockdown, everyone uh, was, was all like, let's seize this opportunity, you know, I'm going to take a, a class, I'm going I'm to upskill in something, I'm going to get fit, you know, you watch, wait, wait till I come out of lockdown, I'm going to be fitter than ever. You know, but then... Then Joe Wicks broke his arm or, or whatever, and everything started to slide. And eight weeks later, I'm looking back thinking, you know, have I really used my time well? You know, we look back and regret starts to creep in. Did I make the right choices? You know, maybe I know I clearly made some wrong ones. My eyes start to drop. You need to know today, that in all areas of life, when you miss the mark, which is what it means to sin, you know, when you do things that you know you shouldn't do, or, or perhaps you just don't do the things that you know you should, that's not the end. It's never the end. Jesus loves you so much that he came and he lived and he died and he rose again to deal with all that mess. You know, every failing every selfish thought and action, past, present and future. Because of Jesus' love for you and for me, the message that we preach is one of repentance and forgiveness of sins. As Jesus opened the scripture for his disciples, he told them, verse 46, the Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Now, repentance just means to, to turn and to trust. It, it means I'm, I'm going this way, I'm doing this, but I'm simply going to turn and I'm going to go the other way. Yeah, I'm going to turn and trust in Jesus. And it's as we turn and trust in Jesus that we can know forgiveness. You don't let the fact that you sometimes get it wrong pull your eyes down and rob you of the vision that God has for your life. Jesus says, look up, receive the pardon. Don't disqualify yourself. Don't, don't look away. I'm handing you the baton. It's your turn now. I need you to be my witness. In the original language, the scripture uses the word martyrs. I need you to be my martyrs. 
You know, Jesus is literally saying, come on, I, I gave my life for you. Now it's your turn. Be my witness. Lay down your life for me, for the cause of my kingdom, for the cause of peace and love. And when Jesus says repentance and forgiveness will be preached to all nations, you know, who does he think is going to do that? It's not him. You know, he's about to ascend back to heaven. This is our commission. This is our call to tell this broken world the message that it so desperately needs to hear. The message of God's love. That this is not the end. That there is always hope. The message of peace be with you. So don't disqualify yourself when you feel unworthy. Yeah, Jesus is the one who called you to be his witness. And by his grace, he is the one who also calls you worthy. Yeah, Jesus who is alive and who has ascended to the throne of heaven, the King of kings, and the King has pardoned you. The ascension challenges us to look up, to change our perspective. It's because of who Jesus is and where he now sits that you can be at peace with yourself. So look up. Receive his pardon. But it's a big job, right? You know, being Jesus' witness. Well, that brings me to, to my second point. Look up, receive his power. I love that Jesus' parting promise to his followers recorded in Luke and in Acts is you will receive power. You know, and this is a message that we need to hear. You know, I know I do, especially at this time, uh, when it's really easy just to be stuck at home thinking, what can I give? How can I possibly make a difference? It's easy to look around and, and see so much complex need in the world and feel utterly powerless to contribute anything of value. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how the first disciples felt after Jesus' death and, and actually even after the, the confusion and the disorientation of Jesus' resurrection as he appears to them and says things like, be my witness, you know, preach repentance and forgiveness to all nations. Yeah, I'm sure they were thinking, yeah, you know, it's great, Jesus, I hear you, but, but us, me? Really? How can I do that? And then again, our eyes begin to drop. But the ascension challenges us to look up. Because when Jesus calls us to be his witness, he also equips us with everything that we need. And he can do that because he is the king of kings in heaven. Jesus says, you will be clothed in power. I love that picture. Yeah, the power is his, but, but we get to wear it. We get to, to put it on. And actually, when we realise that, that we're not called to operate in our own power, this changes everything. 
You know, Paul writes, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. You know, when we tentatively step out and do something for Jesus, when we share our faith with someone or, or pray for healing or, or demonstrate love in some way, we don't do it to, to big ourselves up, uh, to receive the glory because we put in the effort. No, we do it for God's glory because we do it in his strength. You know, again, Paul says, for from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Now, all of this is about Jesus, never about us. So let us look up, take our eyes off ourselves and keep them fixed on Jesus, the King of kings in heaven who promises to clothe us with power. It's because of who he is and where he now sits that you can be at peace with who you are and with what he calls you to do. In many ways, there has really never been a better time to step out and be Jesus's witness. There are just so many opportunities in this season. Churches that have moved their services online all over the world are seeing record attendance as people try out church, many for the first time. You may have seen the various articles in the press over the last few weeks. Um, the Guardian reported that a quarter of all adults in the UK have watched or listened to a religious service since the coronavirus lockdown began. And one in 20 have started praying during the crisis. Uh, and recently, uh, The Independent reported on, on an outage that the tech company Zoom experienced as thousands of churches attempted to hold their Sunday services which prompted the joke to circulate on Twitter. It looks like the church broke the internet. Yeah, and then there's Alpha. Thousands of new Alpha courses have been able to begin online. Some here at St Paul's, led by you guys. You know, it's so easy to begin an Alpha group now. Anyone can do it, anytime. Just gather a few friends, stream the films, and have a conversation on Zoom, yeah, as long as it's not broken. You know, the great thing about Alpha is that it's not just a formula, but it is community gathered around the good news about the forgiveness of Jesus and an openness to the power of the Holy Spirit. So be encouraged today. Look up. Jesus is alive and he has ascended to be enthroned in heaven. He is the king of kings and from him we receive his pardon and his power so that we might be his witnesses in East London and to the ends of the earth.